welcome to another episode of Sleep Whispers. I'm Harris, and this is my curious little podcast of whispered ramblings and whispered readings, which I hope will help you to relax and fall asleep. This is episode number 180, and specifically, it's a Whisperpedia episode about love, the biology of love, the psychology of love, the philosophy of love, and different types of love. If you're a new listener, then welcome to my whispers. Each week, I rotate through one of six types of episodes to calm those overactive squirrels that run around in your brain. These include story time episodes, trivia time episodes, chat episodes, badge episodes, fade out episodes, and Tonight, you'll hear a Whisperpedia episode, which means I've selected an interesting Wikipedia article to read to you, and it's usually about some aspect of science, history, pop culture mythology, or the animal kingdom, or just about anything. In addition to this Whisper podcast, I've also created special one-hour and eight-hour-long podcast episodes of nature sounds and background noises. These are high-quality recordings. I mostly recorded myself of things like trickling streams, raindrops, thunderstorms, crickets at night, ceiling fans, white noise, and a bunch of other stuff. So, if you're interested in more whisper episodes like this one, or my nature sounds, or my background noises, then feel free to click the links in the show notes, or visit my website at sleepwhispers.com. Alright, why did I choose love for tonight's Whisperpedia? It came from my listener, Thomas, who sent me the, the following suggestion. I recently had the idea that you could do an episode with the main podcast where you talk about different emotions or feelings, for example, love or jealousy, etc. This was an idea I had after I talked to a lot of friends, and they 
didn't know how to describe what they are feeling. Well, Thomas, I, I thought this was a great idea. And I started by looking at the Wikipedia article about love. And, and right away I, I found it very interesting. So, here's what you'll hear about tonight. Various definitions and types of love. The psychological, biological, philosophical, and evolutionary perspectives about love. Historical and pop culture references to love. addresses the question of can you feel love for an object and also can you feel love for life itself and I'll finish by telling you about the three primary types of love from the color wheel theory of love and each type of love includes a short list of popular movies which feature that type of love. So, curious stuff. Now, although I picked this article because I did find it interesting, I also really wanted to read it because I found it inspirational. It just made me think about the people that I love. Like, who, who are the people that I love? Like my spouse, my family, my friends. And I start thinking about why do I love these individuals? And what type of love is it? How do I express my love to these individuals? And do I do that enough? There's a quote that you'll hear in this article that really jumped out to me. And it was this. Love is an activity, not simply a feeling. I just found that motivating that love is something that almost should be expressed. Anyway, I'm starting to get rambling. I, I just found that this article hit my heart more than it hit my brain. And maybe you'll have the same response when you hear me read it. So I want you to fall asleep, not just listening to my words, but thinking about the people in your life who you love and the people who also love you. 
get ready to snuggle into your love cocoon. Alright, let's begin tonight's Whisperpedia. The following are select sections from the Wikipedia articles titled Love and also Color Wheel Theory of Love. I'll read the initial overview about love. Love encompasses a range of strong and positive emotional and mental states, from the most sublime virtue or good habit to the deepest interpersonal affection and to the simplest pleasure. An example of this range of meanings is that the love of a mother differs from the love of a spouse, which differs from the love of food. Most commonly, love refers to a feeling of strong attraction and emotional attachment. Love is also considered to be a virtue representing human kindness, compassion, and affection as the unselfish, loyal, and benevolent concern for the good of another. It may also describe compassionate and affectionate actions towards other humans, oneself, or animals. Love in its various forms acts as a major facilitator of interpersonal relationships and owing to its central psychological importance is one of the most common themes in the creative arts. Love has been postulated to be a function to keep human beings together against menaces and to facilitate the continuation of the species. The next section covers definitions of love. The word love can have a variety of related but distinct meanings in different contexts. Many other languages use multiple words to express some of the different concepts that in English are denoted as love. One example is the plurality of Greek words for love, which includes agape and eros. Cultural differences in conceptualizing love thus doubly impede the establishment of a universal definition Although the nature or essence of love is a subject of frequent debate, different aspects of the word can be clarified by determining what isn't love, meaning antonyms of love. Love as a general expression of positive sentiment 
a stronger form of like, is commonly contrasted with hate or even neutral apathy as a less sexual and more emotionally intimate form of romantic attachment. Love is commonly contrasted with lust as an interpersonal relationship with romantic overtones. Love is sometimes contrasted with friendship, although the word love is often applied to close friendships or platonic love. Abstractly discussed, love usually refers to an experience one person feels for another. Love often involves caring for or identifying with a person or thing, including oneself. In addition to cross-cultural differences in understanding love, ideas about love have also changed greatly over time. Some historians date modern conceptions of romantic love to courtly Europe during or after the Middle Ages, although the prior existence of romantic attachments is attested by ancient love poetry. The complex and abstract nature of love often reduces discourse of love to a thought-terminating cliché. Several common proverbs about love include Virgil's Love Conquers All The Beatles All You Need Is Love and St. Thomas Aquinas following Aristotle defines love as describes love as a condition of absolute value as opposed to relative value. Philosopher Gottfried Leibniz said that love is to be delighted by the happiness of another. Meher Baba stated that in love there is a feeling of unity and an active appreciation of the intrinsic worth of the object of love. Biologist Jeremy Griffith defines love as unconditional selflessness. The next section describes impersonal love and interpersonal love. People can be said to love an object, a principle, or a goal to which they are deeply committed and that they greatly value. For example, compassionate outreach and volunteer workers 
love of their cause may sometimes be born not of interpersonal love, but impersonal love, altruism, and strong spiritual or political convictions. People can also love material objects, animals, or activities if they invest themselves in bonding or otherwise identifying with those things. If sexual passion is also involved, then this feeling is called paraphilia. A common principle that people say they love is life itself. Interpersonal love refers to love between human beings. It is a much more potent sentiment than a simple liking for a person. Unrequited love refers to those feelings of love that are not reciprocated. Interpersonal love is most closely associated with interpersonal relationships. Such love might exist between family members, friends, and couples. Throughout history, philosophy and religion have done the most speculation on the phenomenon of love. In the 20th century, the science of psychology has written a great deal on the subject. In recent years, the science of psychology, anthropology, neuroscience, and biology have added to the understanding of the concept of love. Next section is about the biological basis of love. Biological models of sex tend to view love as a mammalian drive, much like hunger or thirst. Alan Fisher, an anthropologist and a human behavior researcher, divides the experience of love into three partly overlapping stages. Lust, attraction, and attachment. Lust is the feeling of sexual desire. Romantic attraction determines what partners mates find attractive and pursue, conserving time and energy by choosing. An attachment involves sharing a home, parental duties, mutual defense, and in humans, involves feelings of safety and security. Three distinct neurocircuitries, including neurotransmitters, and three behavioral patterns are associated with these three romantic styles. Lust is the initial passionate sexual desire that promotes mating and involves the increased release of chemicals such as testosterone and estrogen. These effects rarely last more than a few weeks or months. 
desire for a specific candidate for mating, which develops out of lust as commitment to an individual mate forms. Recent studies in neuroscience have indicated that as people fall in love, the brain consistently releases a certain set of chemicals, including the neurotransmitter hormones, dopamine, norepinephrine, and serotonin. These are the same compounds released by amphetamines, stimulating the brain's pleasure center and leading to side effects such as increased heart rate, loss of appetite and sleep, and an intense feeling of excitement. Research has indicated this stage generally lasts from one and a half to three years. Since the lust and attraction stages are both considered temporary, a third stage is needed to account for long-term relationships. Attachment is the bonding that promotes a relationship's lasting for many years and even decades. Attachment is generally based on commitments, such as marriage and children, or on mutual friendship based on things like shared interests. It has been linked to higher levels of the chemicals oxytocin and vasopressin to a greater degree than short-term relationships have. Enzo Manuel and co-workers reported the protein molecule known as the nerve growth factor has high levels when people first fall in love, but these return to previous levels after one year. The next section is about the psychological basis of love. Psychology depicts love as a cognitive and social phenomenon. Psychologist Robert Sternberg formulated a triangular theory of love and argued that love has three different components, intimacy, commitment, and passion. Intimacy is a form in which two people share confidences and various details of their personal lives, and is usually shown in friendships and romantic love affairs. Commitment, on the other hand, is the expectation that the relationship is permanent. The last form of love is sexual attraction and passion. Passionate love is shown in infatuation as well as romantic love. All forms of love are viewed as varying combinations of these three components. Non-love doesn't include any of these components. Liking only includes intimacy. Infatuated love only includes passion. 
originate as an involuntary feeling, but which then later no longer depends on those feelings, but rather depends only on conscious commitment. The next section is about the evolutionary basis of love and comparison of scientific models. Evolutionary psychology has attempted to provide various reasons for love as a survival tool. Humans are dependent on parental help for a large portion of their lifespans compared to other mammals. Love has therefore been seen as a mechanism to promote parental support of children for this extended time period. Furthermore, researchers as early as Charles Darwin himself identified unique features of human love compared to other mammals and credit love as a major factor for creating social support systems that enabled the development and expansion of the human species. Another factor may be that sexually transmitted diseases can cause, among other effects, permanently reduced fertility, injury to the fetus, and increased complications during childbirth. This would favor monogamous relationships over polygamy. Biological models of love tend to see it as a mammalian drive, similar to hunger or thirst. Psychology sees love as more of a social and cultural phenomenon. Certainly love is influenced by hormones, such as oxytocin, neurotrophins, such as NGF, and pheromones, and how people think and behave in love is influenced by their conceptions of love. The conventional view in biology is that there are two major drives in love, sexual attraction and attachment. Attachment between adults is presumed to work on the same principles that lead an, an infant to become attached to its mother. The traditional psychological view sees love as being a combination of companion love and passionate love. Passionate love is intense longing and is often accompanied by physiological arousal like shortness of breath and rapid heart rate. Companion love is affection and a feeling of intimacy, not accompanied by physiological arousal. In the last section is about the color wheel theory of love. The color wheel theory of love is an idea created by Canadian psychologist John Allen Lee that describes six styles of love using several of the Latin and Greek words for love. However, though, 
I'm just going to cover his three primary types of love. The first one is Eros. Eros is the Greek term for romantic, passionate, or sexual love, from which we derive the term erotic. Lee describes Eros as a passionate, physical, and emotional love of wanting to satisfy, create sexual contentment, security, and aesthetic enjoyment for each other. It also includes creating sexual security for the other by striving to forsake options of sharing one's intimate and sexual self with outsiders. It is a highly sensual, intense, passionate style of love. Erotic lovers choose their lovers by intuition or chemistry. They are more likely to say they fall in love at first sight than those of other love styles. Erotic lovers view marriage as an extended honeymoon and sex as the ultimate aesthetic experience. They tend to address their lovers with pet names, such as Sweetie or Sexy. An erotic lover can be perceived as a hopeless romantic. The erotic lover wants to share everything with and know everything about their loved one and often thinks of their partner in an idealized manner. The erotic lover's reaction to separation from the partner is agony and despair. Those of other love styles may see erotic lovers as unrealistic or trapped in a fantasy. The advantage of erotic love is that the hormones and emotions cause lovers to bond with each other and feelings of lust and feelings of love alternatively reinforce each other. It is very relaxing to the person doing it. It affords a sense of security to both partners who recognize and see sexual complementation in each other and a sense of life's purpose. Sexual contentment lies at the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, along with hunger and shelter. It requires both partners to accord validity to each other's sexual feelings, work on sustaining interest, and maintain the sexual health of the relationship. A disadvantage is the possibility of the decaying attraction and the danger of living in a fantasy world. In its extreme, Eros can resemble naivete, a partner not as sexually inclined may also feel one's physical body being taken for granted and may perceive the Eros lover as looking for carnal gratification. Examples of Eros may be seen in movies 
such as The Blue Lagoon, Pretty Woman, Working Girl, and Girl with a Pearl Earring. The second primary type of love is Luddus. Luddus means game in Latin. Lee uses the term to describe those who see love as a desiring to want to have fun with each other, to do activities indoor and outdoor, tease, indulge, and play harmless pranks on each other. The acquisition of love and attention itself may be part of the game. Ludic lovers want to have as much fun as possible. When they are not seeking a stable relationship, they rarely or never become overly involved with one partner and often can have more than one partner at a time. They don't reveal their true thoughts and feelings to their partner, especially if they think they can gain some kind of advantage over their partner. The expectation may also be that the partner is also similarly minded. If a relationship materializes, it would be about having fun and indulging in activities together. This love style carries the likelihood of infidelity. In its most extreme form, Luddic love can become sexual addiction. Example of lettuce in movies includes Dangerous Liaisons, Cruel Intentions, and Kids. The third and final primary type of love is Storge. Storge is the Greek term for familial love. Lee defines Storge is growing slowly out of friendship and is based more on similar interests and a commitment to one another rather than on passion. However, he chooses storge rather than the term philia, which is the usual term for friendship, to describe this kind of love. There is a love between siblings, spouses, cousins, parents, and children. Storge necessitates certain familial loyalties, responsibilities, duties, and entitlements. The dwelling is to be sanctuary for its members, and all members of a family are to pull through together in difficult times. Except for marriage, all other relationships have existed often by blood for as long as the individuals have known each other. In marriage, a couple who formerly did not accord each other this love promise to extend and build this love and form a new bond of kinship. Family members hold each other in good esteem to the outside world. Insults undermine the connected family reputations. 
judicial systems. A family member cannot be asked to testify in court against a member of one's immediate family for a crime external to family. Storkic love often develops gradually out of friendship or out of extended duration of cohabitation. The friendship in some cases can endure beyond the breakup of the relationship. Examples of this type of love can be seen in the movies such as Love and Basketball and When Harry Met Sally. This concludes the Whisperpedia episode. I hope you are deeply relaxed, or even better. <laughs>